Well, I don't think maybe some of these characters liked DeSantis at all along the way, because I don't think these are conservatives, because if they really work conservatives like they say they are, then they would be all for what DeSantis is doing. They would be happy at the success that he's had. Uh, and they would be happy that he's there in case their guy ends up in prison. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here in the Richardson Shellshock CBD studio in Dallas, Texas. Happy Monday to you. It's a beautiful, humid day here in Dallas, Texas, as always. And of course, as you know, today's episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Look, uh, Father's Day was just upon us. And if you're anything like me, your father was probably somewhat of an alcoholic because he birthed you. So do your parents a favor and help them out by going to ShellshockCBD.com and getting them some stuff to help either help them fall asleep, relax, or just get them plain flat out stoned. Yes, it's legal. We sell it. And it's your body, your choice. Right, feminist? Absolutely. We've got a great show for you today. Um, so the thing I love about Twitter is that you meet some very interesting personalities that come from various different walks of life. And right now, heavily, uh, in the news, uh, is the, um, are Floridians and Floridians are on the ground right now doing a lot of reporting, a lot of investigative journalism, especially independent journalism, which has become very crucial in this day of uh, MSM misinformation. And as we've seen the likes of Fox News, CNN, people going and putting their own slant on things. But today I'm joined by two very good, uh, wonderful people out there. Independent reporter Chris Nelson. Thank you for joining on the show today. I think you're muted. Uh, if you want to check your your thing, I think you're muted in the chat. And then also a personal friend, Mindy Lefevers, who I've met on uh, Twitter, who is... Um, Minnie, I don't know what I like a provocateur, like an intelligent yeah, provocateur. Yeah. Okay. 
Fox calls me a conservative influencer when they discuss me occasionally. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, technically, Laura Loomer is a conservative influencer, so I don't know if that's much of a, uh, a compliment. And then well, we got Chris Nelson. She's a provocateur as well. So, Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Chris, yeah. you got me? Yeah, I can hear you, John. Great to be on the show. Thank gotcha you. loud and clear. I saw I saw Chris's content. Um, Chris does a lot of on-the-ground reporting uh, of what's going on in Florida and you're you're like you're right there in the thick of things the protests and the thing that you're covering primarily that i've seen is the maga protests we you saw you were there in miami at the the courthouse i believe yes i was john and it's just very interesting to watch because i used to go to these rallies i used to organize them and the rally that i always remember even when trump was going through his drama which it's been non-stop drama with him ever since 2020 and even before, was there was a happy atmosphere among there that we are upset about this, but we still have joy in our lives. There's none of that anymore. And you see them acting like libs. And when I was down there, you've got some of these people just losing their minds with rage towards the DOJ, towards... Biden? No, they're angry at Ron DeSantis. So why is Ron DeSantis creating all this rage among these people? He's not the one prosecuting Trump. He's not the one who left documents haphazardly sitting around and stepped right into a DOJ trap. He's not the one who has been telling lies repeatedly about his opponents or has made one opponent for the past, she's like seven, eight months, but they're all angry at Ron DeSantis. And another thing, they've lost their sense of humor. You know, none of them are funny anymore. They're just angry, bitter clods. And I noticed how similar dealing with them down at the courthouse was to dealing with Liz at these protect the children rallies and things like that. So I decided to make a video showing exactly how similar they are. And you can see that on my Twitter at Reopen Crest. You, you even uh, interviewed the likes of Laura Loomer. I want to go back to what you originally said. You talked about the divisiveness between the DeSantis and Trump camp. There's a lot of anger there. They're attacking DeSantis. One thing I've noticed, it's the likes of the DC Dranos, the Laura Loomers, people that are advocating hard for the Trump camp and who were once in support of DeSantis not six months ago have clearly done a 180 due to a paycheck received probably by the Trump administration. How do you feel like that is definitely infecting or influencing people's opinions in Florida, if they are at at all? Well, I don't think maybe some of these characters liked DeSantis at all along the way, because I don't think these are conservatives. Because if they really were conservatives like they say they are, then they would be all for what DeSantis is doing. They would be happy at the success that he's had. Uh, And they would be happy that he's there in case their guy ends up in prison to be the most conservative candidate, successful candidate we've ever had for president. But they're not. And you look into some of these people's history, John. Mm. D.C. Drano, Gingers for Trump, Rogan O'Hanley was a Hollywood lawyer before he suddenly decided that He needed to leave behind his career in Hollywood as a Hollywood lawyer and move to Florida and become a famous conservative influencer. And, you know, I I always wondered during the reopen stuff, you know, you saw D.C. Drano and 
and oh, he was really sticking up for for people uh, who are having their businesses shut down and stuff like that. Mm. I can't point to a single thing this guy has done. He's he's famous for being famous, yeah. and that's what you see now. It's not only in Hollywood with the Kardashians, but it's also come over to the conservative side where you have people like Carrie Lake, people like Laura Loomer, people like DC Drano who are famous for being famous. They're not famous for anything that they've specifically done. And except for Laura did some good things back in the day that I thought that's why I became a fan of hers. But today and ever since she lost her election, She's turned into this rabid, nasty, uh, anti-DeSantis, anti-conservative lib, basically. I mean, they're teaming up with the left. That I've should noticed, tell you everything you need to know. I've noticed in regards to Laura Loomer and her ilk, uh, Mindy, you've been under attack by your own camp, or I would say the Trump camp, for the things you've said, but they've gone after your looks. They've basically, like Chris talked about, they've they've applied leftist tactics to go after the DeSantis camp and anybody that supports them. I've been accused of being paid by the DeSantis camp. It's like, I'm a libertarian. I hate Republicans equally. So it's like, you're not paying me. So it's like, yeah, I saw your shirt, Chris. It says Kennedy 24. It's like, I'm more independent. It's like- In the spirit of bipartisanship, look, I'm not, Robert F. Kennedy, I think, if he doesn't make it onto the Democrat ticket, will serve a great role in the DeSantis administration. Well, I mean, they keep telling us that John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to reveal himself finally, and he's going to be President Trump's VP. So you could just save the shirt for that. <laughs> Mindy, what are some of the things that you've dealt with when you vocalized your opinion being now pro-DeSantis against Trump? What are you seeing out there in the MAGA world in regards to the Twitter sphere? Well, I mean, of course, it's the looks thing. And the funny thing is they'll bring up pictures that I myself have posted. It's not like they've gone and dug in like my old Facebook or, you know, something else. They bring up pictures that I posted myself. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm fine with those pictures being shown. I posted them. You didn't do investigative journalism. (laughs) I posted the pictures of myself at Governor DeSantis's inauguration. And the whole way that I became a supporter of Governor DeSantis is my son is a fireman paramedic, just became a paramedic heart and very proud of him. And he was only 20 years old when this all started, brand new fireman. And they started getting told that they were going to have to take this shot to keep their jobs. And my son didn't want to take the shot. My son had already had COVID. He'd been taking care of people for 18 months. My son had already, prior to that, with no protection. So he had had COVID probably twice, that we think. And he didn't want to take the jab. And other firemen in other places lost their jobs for that for that choice. And Governor DeSantis said, no, we're not going to have uh, first responders in Florida forced to take this jab. So that's when I became a huge fan of Governor DeSantis because he protected my kid. That's why I've had his back. He protected my kid. I think anybody who's a parent would feel the same way. Someone protects your kid, you're gonna have their back. And so it's crazy to me when they're like, oh, you're getting paid. I wish, like if I'm getting paid, (laughs) somebody is sending the check to the wrong place. And I mean, I'm you could be getting like the Alex Bristowitz, 30,000, 35,000 every, what is it, a month he gets paid? Like this, you, you want to talk about one of the biggest shills. Um, Drano oh. as well. Like, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but 
long time ago, I used to have a lot of followers all over Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and then the COVID thing hit. And then I got banned on a lot of platforms for having these discussions. And it's, I am by no means a scientist. I have never claimed to be a scientist, but I do believe that in the spirit of debate that we should be able to say, these are the doubts that I have. And so when the government comes out saying, hey, trust us, trust the science, and it's, it's, it's warp speed, if you will. It's like, no, we've seen in the past, the government has a tendency of getting it wrong and then apologizing a generation later after they've killed a lot of people. We saw it with Agent Orange in Vietnam. We see it with the burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan. This vaccine is no different. So I've seen the likes of Drano and them. When they first started, it was Drano, typical liberal, always right, Anna Polina Luna. I knew these people personally. We would, we would go to events together. And I noticed that when they attached themselves to the like of Turning Point, identity politics started becoming very prominent and paramount with the likes of Kirk and Owens. And then Kanye got brought into the fold and everybody just kind of drifted to them and they attached themselves. And then as the Turning Point grew, these influencers grew. And the thing that bothered me about that, it is very hive minded. It is very collectivist mindset to where if you go outside of the pro-Trump movement, now you're you're alienated, you're outcast. And like you said before, Drano hasn't done anything. He, he really hasn't. Like this guy is just, I brought him on a debate one time. I had a very, I used to host this thing called Drunken Debates. I'd bring on capitalists, communists, socialists, we would, and we would debate cordially, not like just shouting over each other in Twitter spaces, but like an actual good debate. And Drano got ripped apart by a socialist because he didn't know any of policies. He doesn't understand basic, or he didn't understand basic economics. And it was like, the thing he's famous for is regurgitating other people's memes. And it's, it definitely makes me sound jealous. But the thing that I want people to wake up to is what is the quality of the content these people are actually pushing out there when, and I'm sorry for talking so much, but I, I think this leads to the next topic, Thomas Massey. Representative Thomas Massey comes out there and he's against this anti-constitutionalist thing that Anna Paulina Luna interjects and goes against the Eighth Amendment. And Drano now is using all of his clout to attack him and calling him like the 20 cowards. It's like Massey is actually more in line with the Constitution than you or Paulina. And I feel like they're leading a lot of people astray on this. What are your thoughts on this one, Chris? Well, this is a trick. This is similar to the way I, I saw your video. I knew you had something. I saw your because you hit it. Yeah, you nailed it in your video. Uh, this is, this is a trick, okay? Uh, Democrats have been doing this for a long time. What they'll do is they'll call a bill something like the Violence Against Women Act. And then they'll load it with things like money for Ukraine, with money for space monkeys. They have all sorts of little projects. It'll be loaded with unconstitutional stuff, restrictions on guns, and uh, then they'll call anybody who doesn't vote in favor of it pro-violence towards women. And then they'll use that in campaign literature. So what they're trying to do now is they're setting a trap. And it's kind of clever. I, I got to give it to them. Whoever came up with this idea is kind of clever. Luna and Drainage, uh, DC Drano, Gingers for Trump, I call them, are, they're buddies, okay? Mm -hmm. And it clearly there's some coordination going on here, okay? They decided, look, we can put forward this bogus resolution to censor Schiff. And everybody knows Schiff, of course, deserves to be censured. OK, censor Schiff. I wouldn't say it's more important than stopping sending money to Ukraine, which they don't seem to be all upset about or anything or, or any or these Biden attacks on the Second Amendment or the border. They're concerned about, OK, we need a censor, censor Schiff. OK, Schiff's so bad. We need to say, OK, fine. But what they do is they put forth this censure that they know people like Massey who support the Constitution 
won't vote for. Okay. Make no mistake, this is all about Ron DeSantis, and yeah. as is everything these people do today. They eat, sleep, and breathe Ron DeSantis. It's all they think about. And make no mistake, their entire focus right now is not on helping the country. It's not on stopping Biden. It's on destroying Ron DeSantis by any means necessary. Let me push yeah, pause right there. Let me push pause right there, Chris. Mindy, yeah. what he just said and talked about as far as their goal has become Ron DeSantis. Let me ask you this question. You supported Trump, and then I'll shift this back to you, Chris. When did Trump lose you? Trump lost me when he continued to support Operation Warp Speed. <laughs> um, he continued to push this vaccine after we had evidence that it was causing issues in some people. And my dad took the vaccine, or the, well, he had taken the vaccine, but then he took the booster. He had previously had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. And um, within 12 weeks, my dad was, his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma had come rearing back. He had been in remission and he was deceased. So- I'm sorry to hear that. I don't, Thank you so much. I don't blame Trump for that because obviously I know that he is not a doctor, but there was enough evidence at that time that he should have been letting the American people know that you need to be cautious about this. You need to speak with your doctor, you know, talk about things that, you know, underlying conditions that you might have. And Trump continued to push the vaccine until March of 2023. Mm -hmm. And to me, there is absolutely no, there's nothing to explain why he did that. Because by March of 2023, we certainly knew there was a lot of problems with this vaccine. That's not a vaccine because it doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't keep you from getting it. So it's not a vaccine. Chris, when did Trump lose you? Trump lost me when he turned the country over to Anthony Fauci. Yep. He lost me around 30 days to slow the spread. I was willing to go with the 15 days to slow the spread. Mm. Uh, but when the 30 days to slow the spread hit and it was pretty much out there that this was not a ver the <laughs> virus that it was being sold as, okay, to say the least. But when he turned the country over to Fauci and signed that CARES Act, it's when I realized something was wrong. And then he and then it turned into this long term thing where it was up to the governors now to reopen. Now, with our reopen rallies, you always had Trump people coming. And I even though knowing that there were serious problems with Trump, I still did everything I could to promote him to say, look, He's OK. We this is what we need. We need him to be reelected. We can't have Biden. Uh, so I did everything I could, even organizing Stop the Steal rallies and uh, everything I could have promoted. But then after that and then after in 2021, he never apologized for the vaccine. He never made a U-turn. He never said sorry for letting Fauci run the country. Oh, he's not. He's not to, going to Trump. And that's the I thing that I'm forgive him at I that think, point. But he didn't do yeah. that. He doubled down on it. Exactly. And then he started attacking DeSantis. So exactly. I feel like Trump, Trump is a lid. Donald Trump is a lid. He is a rhino and a lid. OK, he had the transgender people in his beauty. Still pageant. Still I mean, he, he he's the father of the vaccine. 
he might have been playing a little game to make people think he was conservative. But Donald Trump is a New York lib. And if he hates Ron DeSantis so much, maybe he should get the hell out of this state. The, the thing that I've seen and a lot kids, of. Too. They can go too. And Guilfoyle. <laughs> Chris is very passionate about this. I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I've seen um, what you've referred to. I think that, you know, from, I'm not a PR guy. But I've been on social media enough that, you you know, when, when you have a bigger following, you start to kind of you, you have your finger on the digital pulse of what's going on, what people are talking about, the important issues that need to be discussed and what people want to see their politicians talking about. And I called it a long time ago. Trump needs to get away from the vaccine. And I said, if he goes after DeSantis for COVID, this is going to blow up in his face. And he did. He basically sided with Disney. His son sided with Bud Light. And, yeah. and then he went after DeSantis for the whole COVID numbers and sided with the likes of Cuomo. And I'm just kind of like, where are the battle lines drawn now? Because at one point we were enemies, but Trump has this consistency about him is that he's inconsistent in his, his ideologies and beliefs. And what I mean by that is that he will turn around and let Sean Hannity kiss his ass, who is a Trump loyalist to the nth degree. Yet yeah. he accuses Fox News of fake news. He accuses CNN of fake news and then goes on CNN. So it's just like you're quoting polls and they all love the polls right now. You know, we're so early on. The polls mean nothing. But he keeps quoting these polls from these news agencies that he calls fake news. It seems like there's a lot of inconsistencies there. And then the vaccine, he continued to push until even at his rallies, he started getting booed for. He interviewed, or he brought on Johnson and Johnson. One of the Johnsons is, you know, big, great money, so much money, folks. This guy's got, I tell you what, so much money. And it's just like his supporters are like, oh, yeah, and they're clamoring. And I'm like, wait a minute. You called DeSantis the rhino establishment globalist WEF guy. It's like, but Trump is displaying like and I'm glad Chris said this when you put DeSantis and Trump side by side, regardless if you were a liberal, independent, green, it doesn't matter. When you look at the policies in which they voted on, DeSantis is way more conservative than Trump. But then Trump was never a conservative. He was a populist. That's all he is. So it's like and I'm, I kind of get the whole populist idea, but then it leads into tyranny by the majority. But I agree. Trump is by no means a conservative. And I've got an article I wanted to read for you, but I'll let you all rebut, rebut that real quick or comment on that because I got an article I want to read to y'all and uh, something that's kind of making headlines right now, but go ahead. Okay. But here's the thing that is crazy to me. I understand Trump jumping all over the place. He's 80 years old almost. And maybe he doesn't even remember what he believes. The crazy thing is no matter what he believes, his people will go right behind him and agree with him and they'll change their arguments that quickly and you're like you don't even know what you're arguing with anymore what yeah. they thought was horrible last week this week is acceptable that's the part that kills me you know this kind of thing has led to so many dictatorships and uh cults doing horrible things the whole idea of drinking the kool-aid is jim jones because he told his followers look Everything I say is right. And he even Trump put out a press release and it said at the top of the press release, President Trump is right about everything. Yeah. And then it went on in the release. And it, not many people paid attention to that, but that kind of creeped me out to a serious level because I just thought if Ron DeSantis or Robert Kennedy or any of these guys, but let's say Ron DeSantis put out a press release, which I get them all, and it said at the top, Governor DeSantis is right about everything. It's always right. I would, I would want to know who wrote that mm -hmm. because they would get fired from the DeSantis team. 
<laughs> if anybody put that. Yeah. And I would ask what kind of drugs he was on. <laughs> but you don't see that from Ron DeSantis. And, and Ron DeSantis and wish- actually apologized. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he apologized uh, about the, the the people that were arrested because of local governments. Make no mistake, it was local sheriff's departments, local governments, local prosecutors. He even removed one, Andrew Warren, the prosecutor who was responsible for the Rodney Howard Brown arrest. Yep. But with the with with Trump, you see all these warning signs. And the problem right now is that anybody that has a valid concern about Trump and expresses it gets lumped in with, oh, you're with the enemies. Yeah. Because with any cult, the cult leader always tells the members that you're going to face persecution. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after me and get ready for it. So then what happens is anybody who comes with a legitimate criticism about the cult and says, look, do you see what you're doing? You're not, you don't even know what you stand for anymore. You've, you've lost yourself. You're so sucked into this, this guy and everything he's saying that they immediately was, oh, you're one of them. You're like CNN. You're, he, he warned us that, that you but would then come he'll go and on CNN. things like this. And, and it's like, look, we, we care about you. You don't think I supported Trump? I did. But I'm not pledging my life to this guy. My, my yeah. life, I pledge to Jesus Christ. Right. Okay? That. I can agree and, with that. and it's principles before personalities. Right. Mindy, what'd you have? Um, I just, it, it, like I said, it just, it confounds me because people that I generally used to respect are just acting so crazy. And I mean, obviously I know that these people are being paid, but like, yeah, I used to think that people had a higher price than that, I guess. (laughs) You got it. You know, I, I will say this, um, and I'm, we're going to field some questions. We're live on Rumble right now, rumble.com. Uh, you can find me at John Burke. We're also on the Kick app, the Kick streaming app, John Burke, or excuse me, kick.com slash John Burke. Twitter, AA Savage Show, because I keep getting banned. Uh, I want to talk about the Twitter thing, because Elon, apparently, he's got some liberals still working for him. But I want to bring up this article. We talked about how Trump uh, isn't a conservative, and I will, I'll be taking questions from Rumble and Kick for those in the chat that are, that are talking right now. But this article I just saw today, normally me and my partner Josh do the show and we go over trending current articles of what's going on in our own weird freaky way. We're not really, I'm not like, I'm no Ben Shapiro over here, but the one thing that I've noticed is I think a lot more people are starting to lose the spell that I feel like Trump cast on them in 2015, which was, I am the opposite. I juxtapose the left. Therefore I'm on your side. And he talked like the common American, you know, he was saying the things like to Hillary, that you'd be in jail. People love that. It resonated with him, but then there was independence kind of like, wait a minute. it's like, so now we're, we're, we're prosecuting political opponents like easy with us. But one of the big things that I felt like blew up in Trump's face was the midterms. A lot of his appointees or a lot of his endorsements fell flat on their ass. But this just broke and said pro-life leader Lila Rose calls Trump unqualified to lead despite Roe overturn. Can't have blind loyalty. Now we saw and I didn't see this coming, but Roe v. Wade got overturned, kicked back down to the states. And this lady is a live action founder and pro-life leader Lisa Rose basically says um, she talked about over the road, uh, 360 pro-life bills were filed in legislation. There were over 24,000 fewer abortions post-Dobbs. 
But she said the chokehold of Roe is now gone, Roe said, Roe said. But the pro-life movement is not done in America. If we spend our time listening to what our opponents are telling us politically possible and what the media says is politically possible, we would make no progress, she said. But then she goes on to talk about that she's lost Trump or she no longer supports Trump because he is not pro-life entirely. He says it's down to the state's rights versus federal, which I get from a libertarian aspect. It should be states versus federal, but then pro-life kind of supersedes that. So now she is not pro-Trump. Trump has also tweeted out, or excuse me, Truth Social a few times talking about how being pro-life, like all or nothing, is going to blow up in Republicans' faces. In conservatism, being pro-life across the board is one of the fundamental pillars. When you think conservative versus liberals in any kind of debate, the two biggest things, the hot button topics are abortion and sex amendment rights where do you see trump going with or do you see we'll, we'll just put it this way what are your thoughts on trump's stance on being somewhat pro-life we'll start with mindy okay so i'm a completely pro-life person i'm evangelical christian so that's our stance on it um it becomes a little muddy when we're talking about legislating in that vein mm-hmm. but what people like lila are saying is while it can be a states' states rights issue, it becomes a civil rights issue when states like California are allowing it up to 40 weeks because then it's basically infanticide. This is long past the time when a baby could live on its own outside the womb, which we now know is about between 20 and 22 weeks. So what she is saying is while it goes back to the state, we can't allow states to be that pro-abortion. And so, and I do, I can, I think that's a problem as well. I mean, in my world, um, I would allow for plan B because I'm a little bit more um, liberal, I guess, Same, on that yeah. topic than Same. some are. Um, but like, I, I honestly believe that we're going to have to settle on a 12 to 15 range. That's what's happened in Europe. Um, I do believe that we have got to stop the 40 weeks. I think that eventually we're going to have to get to a 12, 15 range across our country because it's just too immoral. So you're thinking there has to be some compromise there. Absolutely. So the compromise is California will no longer be able to do abortions at 40 weeks right before they come out of the birth canal. But those of us who are fully pro-life are going to have to settle in that 12 to 15 week range. And that's just because we live in a representative Republic. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris, what are your thoughts? Well, you hear this going on about, oh, people won't like a abortion limit like the uh, six or eight week abortion, six week abortion limit that uh, Ron DeSantis signed into law. And I had a lot of people telling me that, oh, Chris, this is going to be horrible for him. Uh, women aren't going to like this. This is going to give the Democrats an issue to go on. And Charlie Crist and Val Demings and all the Democrats in the state of Florida campaigned on this issue only. Abortion. That you must vote Democrat to save your abortions. Okay? This is before DeSantis did the, the six-week limit. He had signed a 15-week limit before that. People knew he was going to go further, too. It was pretty well known. And DeSantis crushed Chris by 20 points. And Democrats were trounced all throughout the state. 
So if you're going across on this idea that running on a pro-life stance, on a Christian stance, that life, what a Christian and godly stance in general, that life uh, is is meaningful in the womb, that God knew you before you were born, uh, that that's going to um, cause you to lose and cause the Democrats to win has been proven to not be true, okay? So Ron DeSantis does what he believes is right yeah. and allows the chips to fall where they may, okay? Yeah. He's very clear about where he stands with his faith as well. Donald Trump, when he talks about Christianity, he talks about it as if he, he's, he's one of these guys that's like, well, if I do enough good in my life, when I get before God, um, it'll be this kind of scale, you know? And this is what most people believe, by the way, mm -hmm. that there will be this scale and my good deeds will outweigh my bad deeds and I'll be welcomed into heaven. If you saw Trump talk about this, he displayed a complete fundamental in, uh, 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 misunderstanding of salvation, of grace, and, and things like this tells me that he has no clue and he does not read the Bible. With DeSantis, we know exactly where he stands on these things. And I'll tell you this, the evangelicals are not going to go with Donald Trump this time. You don't think so? For, no. Forever grateful that Roe v. Wade got overturned. But DeSantis pointed out, and rightfully so, that his Supreme Court justice nominations, they were not the best that they could be. These were not Clarence Thomases. Right. DeSantis, when he became governor, had the unique opportunity of being able to appoint a slew of conservative justices to the Florida Supreme Court, something that had stood in the way of previous governors and their ability to get things through. Mm -hmm. He appointed judges that were Clarence Thomas-style conservatives to the Florida Supreme Court. That's what he would do as president. Aren't you guys sick of the fact that we have to, when there's a Supreme Court decision, we wonder. have to sit there and wonder yeah. what these guys are gonna do. I mean, this is part of the Republican culture of losing. The yeah. Democrats put people on there that they know are gonna, mm -hmm. they're Elena Kagan's, they're, they're Sonia Sotomayor's, they're gonna go with the left every single time, okay? We never have but, to guess what they're gonna do. <laughs> we don't know, we don't have to guess what they're gonna do. Yeah. But with right. our guys, we always have to wonder, huh, gee, is right. Kavanaugh going to do the right thing? Well, well, he did this time, but he's like, Roberts, went to, which was a Bush appointee, went totally to the left. Because these guys are humans, too. You know, they they go out to these swanky dinners and they yeah. they live their lives and all. And to think that the Supreme Court is this non-political cloistered <laughs> group of people is, yeah. is stupid, silly. So if DeSantis becomes president, we can be assured he's going to be appointing justices like he did in Florida that are going to do the right thing every time. And ironically, these Trump appointed justices were also the justices who refused to help him out with uh, his election claims. So, but, but they, I mean, why are they still adored by all the Trump people? Because they, they could have stood, stood in, they could have stepped in on the 2020 election. But, I think a lot of people were expecting them to. I was, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
the likes, uh, Chris, you mentioned before uh, in regards to these influencers that are making their name, it was very interesting to see how Carrie Lake kind of hit the scene out of nowhere. And originally I supported her, you know, being governor of Arizona. She had a lot of great talking points, a lot of her politics I agreed with. And then, you know, I started seeing her align more with Trump and Trump didn't really do much for her. Like when she was doing her run, he, he truthed out a few things talking about, oh, there's election interference, yada, yada, yada. Carrie Lake loses and then turns around and goes on the attack on behalf of Trump towards DeSantis when DeSantis had done nothing but help her. So I feel like, and this is just me looking at it from the outside in, uh, it, it felt like a lot of why is Trump attacking one of the most successful and popular governors in America right now that is doing his best to fight back against the woke agenda, uh, getting this cultural Marxism out of the schools, the CRT, the transgender issues, all of these things. Um, it felt like, you know, it, it, I call it the negative association bias, meaning they can do no right. I saw when Trump had his first DA Bragg indictment, everybody in the MAGA camp was screaming for DeSantis to come out there and throw his weight behind Donald Trump. And I was sitting there, I was like, why would he? Trump's done nothing but attack him for months for no reason. And you expect this guy to come bend the knee. And then one of the biggest knife stabbings in the back that I saw was Kerry Lake. After DeSantis had finally put out a tweet saying, you know, hey, we're not in support of this. You know, we're not going to extradite, even though there was nothing could have done. He still had to make the statement because the Trump camp was screaming bloody murder. But then when DeSantis makes the tweet, Carrie Lake comes back and says, well, next time say his name in your tweet. It's like you can do no right for these people. There will You will never be able to do enough. I saw um, Vivek goes down there to Miami. Laura Loomer goes down. You were there, Chris. I want to talk about this. And Vivek talks about how, you know, Everybody should suspend their campaigns and come down here and rally. And everybody's like, where's DeSantis? And it's just like, why would DeSantis come down there? Like, you've attacked him. You've made him your enemy. And then they pearl clutch when they don't get support from the very same guy they've been punching on for the last six months. What was your what was your experience down there like in Miami on the ground? And your videos are on Chris's uh, Twitter, by the way. Chris Nelson. Yeah, yeah I reopened Chris. <laughs> it, it would not have been a safe situation for DeSantis to come down there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why he would. There was an angry mob out for blood that were, you saw them chanting F DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And that's Laura Loomer's friend, Norman, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and their ilk down there. And then this other guy, Jeremy Harrell, I'd never heard of him, but apparently he's got some podcasts and a lot of these guys are the the Nick Fuentes followers and people like that. Yeah. And they're just out for blood. Mm. And uh, they're after DeSantis. Why the hell would he come down there? And, I keep, um, I I keep seeing this talking out. point. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you to your your opinions on this. I keep seeing this in my chat, and I keep, I, I respond on Twitter accordingly. People keep saying, um, "What about the fact that this is from old school HIT on Rumble?" He says, "What about the fact that the establishment supports Ron DeSantis, and we all know the establishment is who's against everyone that makes me hesitate about Ron." Where is this coming from? This this started from Trump, but can anybody give me any proof in regards to a stab? Where what else takes on this? Because this is the new talking point, and it's been the talking point for months that uh, he's backed by Jeb Bush, all these various uh, Republican Rhino types. Okay, well, first of all, it started because Jeb Bush was at the inauguration. Jeb Bush is a former governor of the state of Florida. That's why he came to the inauguration. Charlie Chris is a former governor of Florida, but he's not going to show up after being beat by almost 20 points. The other alive, uh, well, there's two alive governors, Rick Scott, 
He's a senator. It was the first day of the Senate. So that's why he wasn't there. And the other person, the other one, um, Martinez, is very old and doesn't come out anymore. So that's the reason Jeb Bush was the only one there. If you were at the inauguration, he was barely mentioned. He was given like a brief, you know, thank you for being here as a former governor. And that was it. So saying that there's support from the Bush family is absolutely ridiculous. Jeb Bush was at an inauguration and he used to be a popular governor of the state of Florida. That's another thing people don't understand. Jeb Bush was a very popular governor of the state of Florida. People in Florida like him. Secondly, the only the establishment is Thomas Massey and Chip Roy. Those were the very first people to come out in support of DeSantis. Those are the two most anti-establishment figures there are. And, you know, most establishment folks haven't even jumped in with a um, endorsement yet. I think they would love to go with an, a Nikki Haley or a Tim Scott, perhaps. Probably some of them, Asa Hutchinson, for goodness sake. But there, the in, as far as the money being behind DeSantis, it's because he can win. And people that donate money to the Republican Party want to win. So that's who they're going to give their money to. But DeSantis has made it clear, just because you give me money doesn't mean I'm going to do what you say. Go see Disney. Yeah. Uh, the pro-life bill, they were very unhappy that he was signing it. He did it anyway. So we've seen that the money doesn't control Governor DeSantis. Yeah, and Jeb Bush pushed for school choice and uh, did some there were some things that overlapped in uh, what DeSantis and Jeb Bush were doing like school choice uh, Jeb Bush definitely not close to as conservative as DeSantis I think he was for common core uh, so there was there's definitely a more of a centrist um, approach and he's, and he's a squish on immigration as well when it comes to Jeb Bush but why is Jeb Bush so demonized. Let, let's remember this. Why are a lot of these guys so demonized? Because Trump says that they're supposed to be demonized. Because Trump made us all laugh, and he did. This is back when Trump was funny. And a lot of people didn't want Jeb Bush to be the nominee because we didn't want another Bush. A lot of things came out about the Iraq war that people didn't like. Uh, the fact that should we have even gone there in the first place? And George Bush really went along with the neocons and wanted to invade every single country and uh, things like that. And that's what's given Jeb Bush a bad name. But uh, it's really because Trump says that he's bad. Now, Trump has lavished praise on Paul Ryan. I was going to bring that up. He, he called Paul Ryan a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. But, yeah. Oh, no. Appreciate him. Uh, yeah, he's he's like a fine wine. I mean, who talks like another man like that? It was really <laughs> bizarre. I wonder who was actually having showers together in the congressional showers. Maybe it was Trump and Paul Ryan. Who calls somebody a, uh, a like a fine wine? I mean, that, that was a little bizarre. Okay. The other but, thing, uh, the other thing I've noticed when Trump does it, it's okay. When Trump hangs out with Klaus Schwab, it's because he's trying to expose him. Yeah. When Trump hangs out with Fauci, it's because he's trying to expose him. When Trump praises Paul Ryan. I don't know if they've come up with an explanation for that, but that's okay. And th this is this is the same way it is with any cult. Let me tell you, DeSantis has people around him that you don't really know their names. His top advisor now is this guy, um, 
from I think from Illinois. I can't think of his name right now. No, Dewhurst, David Dewhurst, and the name sounds familiar because there was a Texas governor named uh, Dewhurst or lieutenant governor, but it's not the same governor. This is another guy who is now um, his his top advisor. It's not Jeb Bush. It's not Karl Rove. It's a guy that you really haven't heard much about. But look into him and look into his resume. DeSantis, the people that have his phone number, the people that are close to his very tight inner circle, by the way, it, you can't it's very tough to permeate that inner circle. I'll tell you. And he has his people on the outside that deal with media. Brian Griffin's and Christina Pushaw's the people that are that will deal with figures, but media figures. But to get into DeSantis's close inner circle, he's very guarded. He doesn't text message. He doesn't do Twitter. I don't think he even emails. His calls are set up. And this is similar to what Billy Graham did, by the way. When Billy Graham was doing his pre, he knew he was going to be a target. He knew that if he was alone or if he was in a situation that he could be, maybe a a woman would come to his uh, hotel room and come in the door and then somebody would snap a picture or set him up somehow. Uh, DeSantis is very um, guarded with his inner circle. And it's not people that are, in politics. And this is a problem that Trump had. Trump went in and he immediately surrounded himself with people who hate his guts, like Paul Ryan and something like this, that wanted to destroy his agenda. And those people took him down. Okay. That's why Trump went down because he surrounded himself with people who wanted to take him down. DeSantis doesn't do that. The people that DeSantis will surround himself with as president are people he'll bring in from outside. He's so good. I don't know how he does this, but he's DeSantis is good at finding people and finding the best people and bringing them in, not people that you've heard of, and then getting things done. He's very skilled at doing this, and that's what he'll do as president. One thing that I worry about seeing is that we've seen the the levels of Trump worship and idolatry coming from the MAGA Inc. influencer community. Do you see this essentially being replicated towards DeSantis and his followers? Do you see it uh, turning into that level of blind loyalty simply because they hate Trump? We'll start with Mindy. I don't think so. And the reason the reason being is Trump demands this kind of loyalty that I don't see in DeSantis. Um, DeSantis is very clearly loyal to his wife. And that's his main loyalty. People know that. So I think that that him having that relationship makes people less likely to like attach themselves to him. They see him as a good leader, a good politician, but not some, you know, person that they need to worship. Mm -hmm. And that that's the difference. And I think that that's why it's so difficult for many of these people who follow Trump um, to sort of unattach themselves from them is he's almost become like a religion to them. These rallies became like sort of religious gatherings to them. Mm-hmm. And so now you're questioning their religion and that's why they take it so personally. And, you know, I've talked to you uh, offline 
um, about the the QAnon. Oh God! It's, it's sort of not the QAnon anymore. It's more like I don't. Oh, it's coming back! Like, it's coming back! That, I'm already seeing right, it. Right. That the president it. is that Trump. That Trump is currently the commander in chief. Yeah. And you know that there's going to be these tribunals. It actually supposed to be happening this month. That oh, by the way, who Drano happen. pushed? <laughs> Drano pushed that. I I remember back in the day there was another account called uh, Educating Liberals. Uh, me and this guy were once friends, and he grew very quickly. And then he really fell into the QAnon camp, and, and Drano and the rest of them uh, mirror this. They echoed it. And I was sitting there. I was like, you're taking, number one, it doesn't make any sense. I was like, if you're talking about deep state and somebody within the system that is exposing it from the inside, like they would they would hush, they would would hush, shut that down at a heartbeat. And I was like, there's no way. The intelligence community is very tight-knit. They are very on point with a lot of that stuff. They're like, there's no way. But I never forgot that, and they never apologized. It's just kind of yep. like, well, it got debunked. Let's move on. But now it's making, it's coming back. I'm seeing the QA on, especially on True Social. Go figure. But, well, uh, but it's on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it there too. It's, it's interesting. The where we go, one where we go all. And I've I've lost personal friends to this. And it wasn't a sense of kind of like, I hate you, but it's just like, I'm sorry. But if you are believing in this to that degree, it is like a religion. It is a very big religion. They are, they are, they're idolizing Trump as some sort of God. And I have an issue with that, regardless if it's Trump, DeSantis, like no politician should be put on that pedestal because politicians, like I like how Chris said in the beginning, and I've said this before, they're like the Kardashians. Now you can go on Twitter. You have these Twitter beefs between the likes of Ted Cruz and AOC, which makes for great talking points, but this solves nothing. This is infighting, not infighting, but this is just political banter back and forth. It's a good gotcha moment, but outside of that, it does nothing. But Chris, you confronted Laura Loomer at your thing. We've seen in the past Laura Loomer tweet things out in regards to um, Casey DeSantis saying, accusing her of her using her cancer scare to solicit vote or elicit votes. And then she's um, she's she's gone after Casey DeSantis a lot. Uh, when you talk to her on the ground, what was that like? You know, I saw you were really trying to get get to get her to say something. She kept you know, deflecting, saying, I've got to go do this live thing. Yeah, you know, I went really soft on her and it really kind of bothers me even to watch that video because I just went so unbelievably soft on her. Here's a woman who makes her career out of going up to people and catching them off guard, asking them gotcha questions and things like that. And here she is all upset that I'm stepping in her her line of video so she can film her little reality show where she's the star. And that's what it's all about. I yeah. mean, she wants to be a reality show star, and so so does Carrie Lake, and so do a lot of these people. And uh, you know, the the things that she's saying are are just absolutely disgusting. They're disgusting, but they, they do you see how much attention she's getting for saying them? Yeah, uh, she's just growing her little cottage industry of destroying Ron DeSantis, and she's getting so much play for it, and she's getting to be the celebrity she wants. And, and Trump won't even touch it, her. I, Trump I, I won't even go near her either. That, that's the no, that's the no, crazy Trump, part Trump, I don't get. No. Marjorie Taylor no. Greene is right on Trump's hip. And then the fact that Laura Loomer tries to interject herself, like Trump has denied her. Marjorie Taylor Greene is gatekeeping her out of the Trump administration, but she continues on. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, even you're like the crazy stalker X, even they don't want you. Well, it's called behavior. And you got to understand with all of these Trump sycophants, they all hate each other. Yeah. Okay. I know some of them and they hate each other's guts. Loomer hates Marjorie Green. Marjorie Green hates Loomer. Um, Roger Stone hates Bannon. Uh, Roger Stone hates Jason Miller. 
Yeah, they all, all these. Uh, Roger Stone was saying that Luna, Repro, Luna was saying she was going to poison him at one point. I know that he poisoned I mean, her. She accused people. him of poisoning her. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this is by the way when when Roger was saying some things that were making sense to me and was was being intellectually honest, but they all threw this out the window. You notice all of their hatred towards each other has gone out the window, and they're willing to come together in unity. Uh, for their hatred of Ron DeSantis, they're just, he's just, he's all they think about. And of course, you know, he's, he's being just crushed in the polls, right? So why should they even care so much? But they are so fixated on him. It's similar to the way the left was so fixated on him. And yeah. you got to see a, the, the spiritual element that's going on here, because yeah. here's Ron DeSantis yeah. that's standing up to the the evil really in the world and all these forces coming against him with this rage. I don't think Laura Loomer gives one iota of a crap about Donald Trump or what happens to him. As a matter of fact, and this is what I would have said to her when, and, and I uh, I'll say it to her that I think she's enjoying every second of this. I think Carrie Lake probably is too, but knowing Laura, I think she's enjoying every minute of this because it's helping to boost her profile. Yeah. And with any cult, with, with Joseph Stalin, take it for instance, with Joseph Stalin, people were stomping all over each other. The, all the sycophants, they all hated each other. And, and he loved, also what a cult leader will do is they'll, they'll, um, they'll pit the people around That's them genuine. against each other. It, this is a classic tactic they use, and Trump does it too. But I think Laura's enjoying this. I think a lot of them are enjoying this because it's helping to boost their own profiles. Well, and I mean, Carrie Lake has her 81 million votes, my ass song out right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll donate the proceeds to that to January 6th prisoners two years later. Yeah, no thank you on any more of these silly songs. So you know, they crazy. come out with, oh, look at me, I'm put, making a song and it sounds just like my other songs and it features all the every person that's ever been thrown in jail for Donald Trump is on this song. And yeah, you know, I, I like it. You you got a little bit of honesty there from Baked Alaska when I talked to him. Yeah. But when he started saying that, hey, look, Trump's a billionaire. He hasn't given us a dime. Where is this whole thing where he was gonna remember he was gonna do all this stuff for the January sixth people, but he hasn't. He doesn't care about them. Mm. Trump doesn't care about anybody but himself. Trump wouldn't piss on his own mom to put her out. That's the kind of person he is. Mindy, you, we lost you. Are you back? Are you good? Can't hear you. I hope I hope that clip goes around the internet because it's true. <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't care about anybody but himself. And the people that I'm more concerned about, I'm not concerned about the Laura Loomers and these people. They're just they're trying to make names for themselves. They're trying to be big celebrities. They want to be reality show stars. And I, I don't think a lot of them are actually getting checks from Trump because Trump's just not that kind of person. I think Bruce Lewis gets paid. Yeah, but a lot of these other people, they don't. Bruce Lewis, he who, gets paid. Who are yeah. victims? Yeah. Gotcha. The victims gotcha, Can you hear me? It, gotcha, Mindy, yeah. Gotcha. No, Bruce Lewis is. It was uh, the actual uh, Pedro. Pedro, the uh, reporter, invest, uh, independent journalist, he actually came out and uh, made the link between uh, Save America PAC that donated $35,000 to him twice. So he is definitely paid. And I love how they always talk about like controlled or paid opposition. 
when you have someone that's paid in your camp to echo whatever your sentiments are, it's like, well, naturally you can't take what they say or you have to take it at face value because naturally they're paid to say that they will never come out. That's, that's the thing that I, I, I do appreciate about getting to be independent. Like we're not funded by anybody. You know, I have my own business, my own company, so I get to be independent and nobody pays me. So that means I can criticize Trump when I disagree with him. I can do the same for DeSantis. I think DeSantis needs to address these red flag laws currently on the books in Florida, which wasn't him. Yeah. I do. I do appreciate yeah. how people come out there and say, you know, DeSantis is a rhino, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, give me a policy, red flag laws. That wasn't him. That was his predecessor. But it should be addressed with Florida uh, legislation, which I think it eventually will. So I'm waiting to see on that because they just passed permitless carry. It's like a step in the right direction. Get rid of red flag laws now, because for me, I'm just I'm I'm a constitutionalist. I think that should be the, the guiding point there. But when we talk about constitutionality, we see the likes of the Trump camp throwing Thomas Massey under the bus. I'm sorry. I have uh, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, Thomas Massey. Like those are my list of people that I believe are actually libertarians, but they have to play the game and be on the Republican ticket because third party votes never win. But when you're throwing the likes of Thomas Massey under the bus and we talk about constitutionality of the president, Trump was not a pro to a president. Trump was actually not a very constitutionally based or sound president. But the MAGA people that will call themselves patriots will never talk about that. They will never address this. I talked to one influencer who even talked about like, oh, I had to deal with red flag laws here in Florida, but I'm okay with that because, you know, I got my guns back. It's like, because you had a positive outcome, you're okay with the process of no due process? It, it makes no sense to me. Well, we know Trump's okay with the process of no due process. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been that. a fierce critic of Ron DeSantis in the past, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I was happy to call him out all over the place when these local governments were stomping on our rights. But Trump was like, yeah, uh, take their guns first, then uh, due process later. He's on record supporting this kind of stuff. Let's just be 100% clear. People need to get this idea out of their heads that Donald Trump and his supporters are conservatives. Mm. They are absolutely not. They come out and they act like, oh, well, if you went against Trump or any of his people, that means you're not part of the conservative movement of the party. Not true at all. Donald Trump is a calif or a, a New York lib. D.C. Drano, Gingers for Trump, is a California lib. Anna Luna from California. But she's a problem. Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake voted for Obama, and I think she voted for Hillary over Trump. I, she propped up Hillary. She's a Democrat. How many of these people were like, oh, well, we were hardcore libs, and then all of a sudden we saw the light because of Trump, and now you must – now, anybody we say is a is a rhino or whatever, that's who's who is a rhino. People need to get a couple things out of their mind. Number one, the idea that Trump is some kind of conservative. He's absolutely not. He's very much to the left. Uh, and number two, the fact that people, especially conservative reporters, need to kind of tiptoe around Trump and his supporters and you can like the Santis, but you still have to make it look like you're mm. for, you're you're sympathetic to Trump and that poor little Trump is being persecuted and, and Loomer is being persecuted. That's why she lost her election and all these people and Carrie Lake is being persecuted and everybody's just so unfair to them. You know, please, these are children, okay? And it's time to not you don't want to play with kids, children and their games and and, and uh, you need to be an adult, okay? And, and really, p conservative media, I get it, because a lot of people like Hannity, a lot of these people, 
they know that if they dare to say anything critical of Trump and his people, that they'll lose their audience. They're afraid of losing yep. their audience. It's time to get over this fear. You can call these guys out. You can say it for what it is. Trump was stupid for leaving those documents around. It's not political persecution. He is getting exactly, he's reaping exactly what he sowed. Mindy? Well, and here and here's my thing. If we continue to just not call a spade a spade with Trump, we're going to continue to lose as Republicans because independents and a lot of Republicans hate this man. So we can decide to continue to self-destruct or we can decide to choose a leader who is a true conservative, who's a young man. We need it's time to stop with the 80 year olds in general, Democrat, independent, whatever. It's time to stop with them. And let's go with a leader who is younger, who actually has conservative credentials. And let's move on. I don't understand our party. He has taken all of the oxygen out of the Republican Party. And honestly, his daughter, Ivanka, knew that he shouldn't run this time. That's why she and Jared are having nothing to do with it. Melania is nowhere around and probably won't be around until her prenup is substantially altered. So he has nobody, you know, his his old, you know, family members that could sometimes advise him are gone. It's just him traveling around with. Raheem Kassan, who is not that even a person me. that can that, vote in the United who, States of America. Who, who are these people? Like, I don't even know who Raheem is. Like, I'm still kind of somewhat new to Twitter because I've been on Facebook and Instagram primarily. And then I came back to Twitter and I see this guy tweeting some stuff. And again, like, I'm independent. Like, I, I look at it from both sides of the aisle. I'm more culturally progressive, but fiscally I'm conservative. But and all under the grounds of liberty. But this Raheem dude uh, did, you know, we talk about how they attacked DeSantis the way the liberal media attacked Trump. And it was over DeSantis making announcement, reading from a teleprompter. They're like, oh, my God, he read from a teleprompter. So I just, and Raheem posted something like this. And I was like, wait a minute, are you telling me Donald Trump never read from a teleprompter? And they they became so hyper-focused on these cosmetic issues that have nothing to do with policy. Like, I want to get back to the conversations on the different policies they're pushing, the, the bills they're passing, all these things. And we become so fixated on the dumbest things. Like, Bruce Witz pushes out that uh, Ron DeSantis has sweat stains. And I'm like, you sound like a liberal right now. Like, you sound and like pudding. CNN. Yeah. Pudding. Yeah. It's just, it's it, it's incredible to me. But... I do want to push this over to let's just say that Donald Trump does secure the primary. Now, people are making this point, and I think there's a lot of grounds to this. They're talking about if, if Donald Trump secures the primary, he's not going to beat Biden, whoever the DNC decides to put it. I don't think it's going to be Biden. I think it'll be RFK or probably Newsom. I think Newsom's probably going to enter. Hopefully RFK. We'll see. I'll vote um, for RFK over Donald Trump every day of the week. Oh, I don't know if I go that far. RFK, I, I feel like, has a lot of. I will vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over Donald Trump every day of the week. Because this man stands for his values, he ha and I agree with almost everything he says, and he stands let's, on let's his push, values. Let's push pause. I want to get to that because there's some things that RFK has said that I don't necessarily agree with. But we'll say if Donald Trump secures the primary, how is he expected to win if he will not be able to win swing states like Georgia and Arizona? Magic. That's, you ask anybody how he gets to 270, and they just say, well— Everybody is 
tired of the economy, so they're not going to vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. That's that's their answer. But you see, the thing that counters that, though, is if what if I, I really don't think the DNC is going to throw Biden into 24. I, I think either. they're letting him write his timeout. He does not possess the ability to even be cognizant anymore. This guy is clearly out of it. So I do feel like it will be a strong, a strong DNC representative. I think it's probably going to be Newsom, quite honestly. I, I think RFK. I think he's kind of like the Tulsi Gabbard. He's going to buck the system. He won't He won't align with the Democratic establishment. I think we saw that with the Bernie bro establishment. Like, he got screwed over for Hillary. So people are starting to see the DNC really throws their own under the bus. So I think RFK is not really controllable, whereas in Gavin Newsom is 100% controllable. This guy is bought and paid for. Who, by the way, has endorsed Donald Trump, which blows my mind. Blows my mind. But go ahead, Chris. There's a Trump-Newsom connection. Donald Trump and Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom are actually all very similar people and very similar with policy. Mm -hmm. Um, Trump's son is with Gavin Newsom's ex-wife. Trump praised Newsom and Cuomo. You got to understand, Trump is more of a Democrat lib uh, than he is a conservative. He he wants to be at their party. I mean, if you want to talk about dictionary definition of rhino, that's Donald Trump. He is a yeah. Republican in name only. I think yeah. he even said in a magazine once that if I was ever going to run for president, I'd run as a Republican because they can be fooled the most. I mean, yeah. these guys, the Trump and all the people underneath them are well known for running scams. You got to understand, like these guys, you don't know where the hell D.C. Drano came from or why he would leave a lucrative Hollywood lawyer career to become a conservative influencer who never gets banned, by the way. Well, I know, I guess he got banned from Twitter, but but pretty much on Instagram, he was saying pretty much whatever he wanted to say and was was pretty much protected for some reason, like the people, all the people in Turning Point all seem to be magically. Oh, they are. They, uh, are. they definitely are. But I've got it on, Twitter, so I've got it on there's inside sources I have that that uh, they are protected within Instagram and Facebook, especially there's people over the Daily Wire. There's something going on yeah. there, and they're not. And, and, but when it comes down to, uh, yeah, um, there's no way that Trump can win the general election, and everybody knows this. There was actually just a poll that was put out today showing that Trump's going to beat Biden in the general election. And I just I laugh. I, these polls are this is poll paganda. Okay, yeah. there is no way that Trump is going to win in Arizona. That he's going to win in Georgia. That he's going to win in Michigan. That he's going to win in Pennsylvania. Those are the only polls that actually matter, and he, that that's just not going to happen. And you now have this contingent of people that uh, even Laura Loomer's on record saying she wants to see the destruction of the Republican Party. Yeah. There's people that are are surrounding Trump that they really, truly want to destroy the Republican Party. They want to see the country go down in flames before allowing Ron DeSantis, a true conservative, to become president. Because under a DeSantis administration, they would have no role. And with DeSantis yeah. actually getting things done— and doing what they all claim they want to see happen, and 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 when DeSantis becomes president, he's going to do it with he's going to make it look easy. The guy he's like um, the way Michael Jordan is to basketball is the way DeSantis is to enacting conservative policies as yeah. governor, and he's going to get in there. He'll put up the wall. He'll seal the border with the military very quickly and people will be like how did he get that wall up so fast and trump couldn't get it done in his four years if desantis becomes president it's gonna make trump look horrible he's gonna go down in history as possibly one of the worst most ineffective presidents that our country has ever had on on the republican side i've got a question for you on that one then 
There, there's a question I have yeah. then, because I've seen that claim being made. Um, the one thing that I think we're not taking into consideration is if the Senate does get elected, the more important thing is where is Congress going to sit in terms of House versus Senate? So as we saw with Trump, and this is where I kind of go back and forth on this, I think Trump did try to do a lot of good. I think the wall, he wanted to push it, uh, but then he was fought back against even his own within Congress, which we can talk about the establishment, GOP, and things like that. Like How we still have the McConnells and McCarthys is beyond me. But Trump has endorsed the likes of Romney. He endorsed McCarthy, who, by the way, the January 6th tapes, they're not getting released. They're given to a few MSM outlets, and Marjorie Taylor Greene screamed at the top of her lungs, we're going to get this, and then come to find out, oh, no, wait, it could jeopardize some people because Antifa could identify him. It's like, so then you're not coming through on your promises. But when we talk about what DeSantis can do in Congress, or excuse me, in government, it's ultimately going to be decided upon how Congress is going to be stacked. And what we saw in midterms 2022, this was not a red wave. This wasn't even a red tsunami. It was like a red puddle. So do you think, we'll start with Mindy, do you think that's going to change if DeSantis does secure the primary and gets elected president? I call 2022 the red trickle. Um, yeah, and I think the the difference with DeSantis is he is one that he identifies the levers of power and then he uses them. And he is very skilled at that. And I think if DeSantis gets in, it's going to be a, a boost, you know, all a uh, rising um, tide raises all ships. And so I think it's going to be an opportunity to get lots of people in the house. We're going to maybe get the Senate by one or two. And then I think we're going to go crazy. Chris, that's my feeling. I'm with Mindy. Uh, DeSantis has long coattails. And by the way, our slim Republican majority in Congress, you can thank Ron DeSantis for that, yep. for his ability to stand strong redistrict in a way he was called a racist they they threw everything at him because he, he refused to go along with this gerrymandered district and a lot of the republicans in the house in florida they said they ignored desantis and said no we're gonna go with this safer map because if we don't allow for this gerrymandered district um the house Charlottes and all will be coming after us and you know what DeSantis did when his own party came to him and said, we're not going to give you the this map. We're going to go with this safer map. He vetoed it. He, I've never seen DeSantis put out a tweet quicker than when he put that one out. It's like he had it all ready to go and the, and the set button ready to go. It was, uh, he said, this map is DOA. And you know, and you know what happened? He vetoed it, he either vetoed it or he didn't have to. They, they knew he was going to veto it. Um, but he said no to this map. They went back. They gave him what he wanted. And guess what? He got called a racist. He got yeah. called all these other things. Yeah. But it, he stood his ground, went through, and now it's it's in the books. He is very good at getting the legislator to get in line. And, and you need to. The congressmen and congressmen are basically like a bunch of children. And if you have a house full of children um, and you're a parent, you know, you've got to lay down the line sometimes and the children will cry and they'll kick and scream and they'll 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 be all upset. But they'll respect the parent who gets them in line. We need somebody in office like a DeSantis who knows how to handle Congress and understands how to deal with them. Uh, not only will he, he he on his coattails, if he's the nominee, he will bring in more people with him. And on that note, people that are thinking about running for Congress in 2024 with DeSantis at the top of the ticket, this is the time to get your yeah. um, 
get get in gear because and run as a DeSantis Republican against the schmo who's endorsing Trump. Challenge them in the primary or just go after the Democrat running as a DeSantis Republican. I'm not just making this up out of nowhere. You saw it, Mindy. It just happened. People's memories are so short. In 2022, even knowing he was going to challenge Trump, everybody knew he was going to challenge Trump. Everybody knew. And Trump even, even started calling him sanctimonious a couple days before election day. Florida still had the biggest red wave I think yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. That's where the red wave happened in 2022. And DeSantis told people, go early vote. Yes. Send in your absentee ballots. You know, he made sure that everybody wasn't voting on election day, particularly because we had just had a hurricane a week before. Mm. So, you know, it would have been terrible if he would have told everybody to wait on to vote on election day because all those people in the hurricane areas would have had difficulties voting. Thank God that a lot of them had early voted. I think uh, one thing that I noticed was, you know, uh, you see the likes of the MAGA Inc. Influencer Network talking about that Trump is not to scare. He's not scared of DeSantis and not worried about DeSantis. Look, I, I have I have to say, like, again, right before midterms, yeah, we did see Donald Trump really start lobbying a lot of attack or lobbying a lot of attacks at DeSantis. Well, you only do that towards people that you are, in fact, nervous about. He's not nervous about Vivek. He's not nervous about Nikki Haley. Chris Christie, I really do feel, is the GOP establishment running to try and under or overthrow Trump. I don't, or he could be part of DeSantis' camp just to try and, like, do all the dirty work DeSantis doesn't want to do. Because I do agree with the fact that how DeSantis has handled this so far, I don't think he needs to engage in these battles with Trump. It's just dirt slinging. It's going to sink him down to that level. As Trump, and I've said this multiple times, the more that Trump continues to double down on his attacks of DeSantis, he is alienating his own base. Because realistically, I do not feel DeSantis would have nearly the amount of support he does now had Donald Trump not went after him. I think if Trump would have left him alone, DeSantis still would have announced, but Trump would have kept attacking the left. I don't think DeSantis would be as nearly as popular as, as he is now. Well, this is what Trump and his people do. All they know is the politics of personal destruction, going after a person, calling names. How many lies have they made up about DeSantis? And then when you call him out on any of those lies, you're the bad guy. You're the one who's trying to tear the party apart. But these guys, they don't know any other way other than the politics of personal destruction and dirty tricks. They love their dirty tricks like Luna and her friend Gingers for Trump putting forth this resolution that they knew was unconstitutional because they, so they knew Thomas Massey Mm -hmm. would vote against it. And now who are they after the most? Thomas Massey. This is another thing. They want to send a signal that you better not come out and support DeSantis or else we're going to be coming for you next. And my message to these congressmen, um, don't be afraid of these people. They are bullies and they're crybabies and they have the thinnest skin. Look at them like you look at Antifa or the left. There's really no difference between them. They want to destroy people. They'll lie to do it. They'll say they'll use dirty tricks to do it. Uh, And uh, I I think that, yeah, the more DeSantis takes the high ground, because you can see Bruzewitz and these people, they're trying to bait uh, Christina Pushaw and the people that work for DeSantis, they're constantly trying to bait them into having these uh, back and forth with them. And as you notice, when Christina kind of 
uh, uh, backed off a little bit of, of getting down in the dirt with them that, that all of a sudden they got upset. They're like, oh, she's muzzled now. And yeah. da, 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 da. They're, they're trying to bait her back in and bait them in. That's all they're trying to do. Mentally ill people like Alex Perusowitz, um, they they feed off of um, they need that attention. They want attention. It's not just that he's getting paid. They need attention because it's like it's like a hit off a crack pipe. They get so high off of it. And uh, when you have people like that, a lot of times the best way is just to to cut them off from. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this in certain circumstances that some things need to be responded to. But when yeah. you have these mentally ill people that are so f- focused on themselves, when attention is their uh, their life force, and when you cut off that attention, um, then they they eventually wither up and go away. Well, I, I think that Alex has his own little separate issue with Ron because Alex is really beautiful, really really beautiful ex girlfriend left him for a naval officer that looks exactly like a young Ron DeSantis. So I swear that's what feeds Alex's animus. I've noticed something about, um, we're talking about influencers. One of the biggest influencers is Tim Pool. Uh, I've seen, uh, yeah. I, I don't really consume Tim's content. I don't consume anybody's content realistically because I, I just feel like when you do that, you could take on their opinion versus you see the issue and develop your own thought process. But the yeah, one thing I've seen Tim cast was, um, well, first I want to go back to you talk about Christina Pusha on the rest of them. She followed me on my old account. I got banned. I'm trying to get her to refollow me, but she doesn't answer messages. But the one thing I noticed about her, and I didn't know who this woman was. I still don't know a lot about it. And I will never sit there and say, oh, I like this. I don't know anything about these people. But I do respect the fact that when DeSantis made his announcement, I saw the likes of Christina Pusha, um, his uh, who's the who's the army veteran that was EOD that is his press Jeremy Redford. Jeremy Redford, excuse Great me. Guy. Forgive Great me for forgetting his name. I instantly saw these people that were once kind of quiet when DeSantis made the announcement, these guys went for blood. And every conspiracy theory, and folks, if you listen to the show, you know I look. I do like Trump on some things. I like some DeSantis on some things. But I did see, and you can go on Twitter, folks, and you can see this for yourself. The likes of what they were saying about Ron DeSantis was very, very untrue. And these two came out like wrecking balls. And they were (laughs) quoting facts. They were citing sources. They even got the MAGA camp to go after Twitter for the community notes because community notes kept basically coming in and fact-checking. And again, battle lines being redrawn. I don't really necessarily agree with fact-checking because I feel like, again, it it boils down to tyranny by the majority. Community notes is going to be no different. But what I did see in community notes was accurate and they cited sources and people were just getting community noted left and right. And then the MAGA group started saying, oh, Elon is now on team DeSantis. This is rigged against us. Twitter is nothing but fascism, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, well, the sources these people are utilizing and quoting are actually true. And you can't quote or source Wikipedia, by the way. People don't seem to get that. It's like, no, that's not, you can't source that. But um, I noticed with that being said, Ron DeSantis' camp released an ad. I don't know if it was his camp or somebody's in support of him, um, which I do love that about social media. I could I could say I'm a DeSantis supporter, create my own ad, and then suddenly they say, oh, DeSantis' camp released this. It's like, there's no official endorsement, so it doesn't really stand that, uh, that metric. But Tim Cass comes out in this ad, and in the ad it had some AI photos of Donald Trump hugging Fauci. 
which are clearly <laughs> fake. You, you can tell they're fake. Although there's a lot of boomers that now have migrated over from Facebook to Twitter and they can't. They see, and I'm being serious on that one. Okay, and but what about Trump's former behavior would make people believe that those me, were true? Let me get to that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But then I saw with this ad, it went super viral. Tim Cast comes out and basically says, until DeSantis disavows this, he is now in the Trump camp. When you've seen the likes of what you were just about to say, Mindy, Donald Trump Jr. using AI imaging and video of Ron DeSantis in a very negative and misleading way. Again, it was something so trivial over his last name being Meatball, which I don't get how that's an insult. Like Meatball means like you can take some beatings. That dude's a meatball. Like be careful. But when I saw Tim Cass take this position, I know Tim got very famous as a former leftist that uses a more pragmatic, centrist approach to discussing political issues, which is something we definitely need more of in this country. Absolutely. And I try to be I try to be um, as unbiased as I can, although there are some things that I will be biased on in regards to the Constitution. But Tim Cass then went full on Trump camp, but never called out Donald Trump on his use of AI imaging and video from his team as well. So in terms of the influencer network, again, these battle lines are being drawn in ways that I never thought that I would be in opposition to somebody that I was once in full agreement with on certain things. Mindy, where do you think this goes in regards to a lot of these influencer after the era of Trump? Are they going to be jobless and looking for work? Oh, absolutely. And they know that because DeSantis isn't into that. Like he's not going to pay influencers. Sometimes I wish he would because I think that we're missing a good percentage of people over on Instagram that DC Drano is like sucking up because he has millions of viewers and we on the DeSantis side don't have anything to answer it. That's concerning to me, but that's never going to be how DeSantis operates. So yes, these people are so desperate because they know that once that once Trump is done, that economy goes away. And I do think that there will be somewhat of a grifter economy because Luna has you know, played into it. Mills, Byron Donald's like he has to be on TV nonstop now. And he, you know, had to make the Ozempic um, jab on Gutfeld this week at, um, to DeSantis. So those people are going to try to carry it on somewhat. Maybe they'll be successful, um, but not to the level that Trump has been successful with it. So, yeah, I think these people realize that their gravy train is coming to an end. That's probably why they're so adamant in defending Trump right now, especially the Dranos. Chris, I know you're itching to say something. Go ahead. Oh, I'm listening to Mindy, actually. It's, I, I have to, like, listening is something that I have to, like, really focus on. If you <laughs> like, listening, you should be, God give us two ears and one mouth, right? No, what, what I, what this is like, Mindy, you know, you're saying, it's like the Mickey Mouse Club is coming to an end. It's It's been canceled. Justin and Christina are moving on. And uh, these guys are mad. They don't. They want their Mickey Mouse club. They can wear their little red hats, and they're not going to be able to. Britney Spears is doing other things now, and oh my goodness, this is horrible. And somebody else, more popular and younger, is coming along. This is the way these guys are acting now. And yeah, their gravy train is coming is coming to an end. They enjoy chaos. Mm. They're not there to promote conservative values. Okay, they're not there for. The principles, they don't care about saving the country. Uh, the Laura Loomers, these guys, they want to see America burn to the ground, basically. They're really no different than the George Floyd protesters at this point. They don't care. And and it's it with these people, it's all about them. Do you notice they're constantly trying to get the attention back onto them? Like, look at me, look at me. And I'll tell you, 
Christina Pouchaw is one of the most wise, prudent uh, women I've ever seen in my life, okay? Tim Poole and Cassandra, his uh, little cohort there, they were trying to bait Christina to come on to their show. You remember that? They were trying mm -hmm. to get her to come on the show. Like, of course, everybody wants to interview Christina. She does, like, yeah. no interviews. Everybody Correct. wants to. I mean, I've tried to get her to do an interview before. She won't do an interview with me at this point, maybe one day. But she's very smart with this because think about it. This was before Tim started acting crazy. At this point, Tim was talking about – I got a clip of him talking about Biden and the cult. So I know Tim knows what cults are. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was a, a, around the time he was saying some pretty good things. And I was like, oh, wow, this Tim Pool, he's really good. He's got some really good insight. But now he's just gone gung-ho on DeSantis and clearly trying to get Christina on his show was a trap. He was trying yeah. to to trap her, to, to bait her in and to get some get some good sound bites there. And you notice there's a lot of similarities here. You got DC Drano, used to be a lib in California, Hollywood lawyer. You got Anna Luna, who her real name, by the way, is Anna Mayerhofer. Okay? She's she's made some Claims about her past that have been debunked. She, like and anybody that challenges her on it, she threatens to sue you. What are she, these? She, what are these claims? Uh, the, oh, uh, well, one, I, we used to be friends. Part. We used to be friends. You know, I don't have any issues with her personally. She was always sweet and kind to me. No issues there. But in the political world, it's like I do have some issues with her. But I know she, she was an Air Force veteran. That's the only thing I've ever heard her claim. But anything outside of that, I have no idea. So what are you? What are you talking about? Oh well, like about her father. That her, her uh, there there were some claims about uh, about abuse and things like that, and uh, just the fact that she's well, not that, she, that her mother had been a single mother, but then I guess the father was involved. Mm. There came out. There's a whole section of it uh, on, on Wikipedia, story. but mainly the fact that she she threatened. She said that Roger Stone tried to poison her. Um, she wasn't uh, honest about. She worked basically at a strip club, and she didn't want anybody to talk about that. Which okay, fine. You know, yeah. I got things about my yeah, past. You know, that's, but, you know, but even like really that's. About that's the one thing that I think the GOP needs to get over is this glass house politics stuff of kind yeah. of, and that's the thing, like I'll even give Trump credit for, you know, the Christian evangelicals on the right really need to learn how to separate church and state, because I'm going to tell you right now, your purity test, there isn't a single person except Christ himself that can pass that purity test. So you need to start being a little bit more forgiving and understanding because look, well, here, uh, for me, thing, I don't even care about what a poly, if she was a stripper, I don't care. My thing is what are her policy stances? But I know that's not what you're talking about, Chris. No, I get no, that. Most people might. My, yeah. my concern OK, mm -hmm. because I've had got things in my past that I'm, I'm clear about. And yeah. it's the same with Trump. My concern in every one of these cases isn't, oh, you did something in your past or whatever. My concern is if they're trying to mislead people about it today or if they're trying to there's something about their past they're trying to hide and they're not being honest about it. We mm -hmm. need to know where these people stand. We, they're making decisions for our country. Yeah. And look, I do think it matters if what you did in your past. I do. If you cheated on your wife, like Trump has done, mm -hmm. if you've um, done things like this, and, and, and I think that that goes to your character. And if you were a stripper, I would have a concern about voting for you, even if you were spouting things that I like, because it tells me something about your character. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we might disagree on that, okay. but, uh, you know, with, with a lot, a lot of these guys, there, there's a lot of questions. But, but about Chris, them. hold on, real, real quick before before we move on to that. Guys, you, and all of a sudden, they saw the light when Trump came along. 
I'm not buying it. I think all these guys were always libs, and yeah. I don't think anything's really changed with them. But I got to ask you, Chris. We talk about, yeah, I don't agree. I don't disagree on that one as far as the gravy train, but we talk about like voting based upon character. Well, you, you just said yourself, there's things in your past that you don't, that you are not proud of yourself, but here you are doing some amazing integrity or journalism out there. So now do we discredit everything that you say because of your, your mistakes in your past? Um, people make need to make their own judgments. I'm mm -hmm. not running for office. And if I ever do oh. run for office, okay, so that's the difference. Uh, so if you're running for office, then it matters. Okay. And I think it matters when you run for office, but, and, and uh, of course I'd be willing to, uh, uh, you know, people deserve grace and a second chance mm -hmm. and stuff. But if they're completely unrepentant about things that they've done in their past, that's oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, okay, that's no, no, that's fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I come Being out and I go, versus, look, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I see where you're coming from. A, I did have an alcohol problem, okay, but you know what? Through God's grace mm -hmm. and uh, through His restoration, I was able to defeat this. That's awesome. And uh, and I and with with constant uh, vigilance. But um, that, of course, if I ever ran for office and just just in my life in general, uh, that might disqualify me from some things. Because uh, some people might go, oh, well, I don't really um, trust him at that point. And I can't get upset about that because um, because it's something that I chose to do and that I did. And what I like about Ron DeSantis is I look at him and I really go, here's a guy that made decisions in his life that I wish I had made those decisions. Instead of going to college and just smoking pot and doing mushrooms and drinking all day long, he was buckled down and doing right. what he was supposed to do. He went into the military. When he went to, to school in Harvard, he didn't get corrupted. He didn't get caught up in all the, the, the lid nonsense yeah. and all this stuff. He kept his nose to the grindstone. He worked as an electrician. He didn't get into drugs and, and doing that. He's, he's married a woman. He stays faithful to her. Um, he's only been married once. I look at that and I go, you know what? I really wish that I had lived my life like that. And um, I don't think not. I think today we really need good role models who actually did the right thing because there's a lot of role models out there now that are not people that should be role models. Oh, I agree with that. Well, and I mean, I even for myself, when people asked me to run for school board this last go round, I said, I'm not going to run for school board because my Twitter account exists. And people will throw things up that I said on Twitter because I am a provocateur. I don't lie about that. And that would make it very difficult for me to run for my local school board because there are people who would take offense at things I had said. So it does matter how you behave because, you know, when you are running for office, your character does matter. And you have to care about what people did, what people did in the past, particularly if they are not being forthcoming, because then you get into, will people blackmail them over mm. their past? Well, I think Trump That's definitely the broke the glass right ceiling there. on that, though. You see, that I kind of have to disagree with you both on this. I think Trump definitely broke that mold because the things he did in the past, the things he said in the past... Uh, I, I let's let's break this down from the get go. Donald Trump hits the scene and 
he comes out and he says, like I, tell, I said before, he's saying what every American wants to hear being said towards the left, towards the likes of Hillary. We know he's been married multiple times. We know he's got the audio of Bill, grab it by the pussy, folks. It's you just do it. You do it with your rich. It's so great. You know, he's on tape doing these things. Well, he's, he had the evangelical vote, but they didn't care because basically this is where I'm going to is his policy on principles or excuse me, his principle on policy and things like made them very happy. So I think a lot of people are willing to overlook. there's a key reason that evangelicals went with him. There's a key reason evangelicals went with him. And the reason is the leader of liberty, Jerry Falwell Jr., endorsed Trump. And Mm. that's a huge personality or was a huge personality at that time in evangelical culture. Mm. He is the one that made it okay for evangelicals to support Trump. And we come to find out that that's so Trump, crazy to me how you could say that, like not you personally, know, but just but in it general. Is. It's like it's kind of like saying if the Pope blesses off on Donald Trump, then all Catholics are now. It's like to me, it's just it's like religious hive mind. And again, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I believe no, in Christ. But, it is. but it's crazy it to me how people will just say like, well, so and so's endorsed him. And I did see a comment in the chat that I do like. It talked about if you're pointing to politicians for examples of how to live your life, you need to check yourself. I kind sure. of agree with that because I feel like. A lot of politicians, the ones that are squeaky clean on the surface, bro, it's an iceberg effect. Down below, (laughs) you don't see what's really good. So for somebody that comes all this, like, hey, guys, like, my name is Chris Nelson. I'm running for Florida. I had an alcohol problem, so I know what it means to be addicted to something. I know that strife. It's kind of like that resonates a lot stronger with me. Then somebody's like, hey, look at me. I go to church every Sunday or Wednesday. I've been married to my wife for 30 years. I have five kids. Like, come on. Now, I I, I feel like this is like the 70s or the 60s of like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Daniel Webster is my representative here in Florida, and he mm-hmm. has been married to his wife for 40 years. And I, in reality, he's the one that beat Laura Loomer this time. So praise God for that. <laughs> I do think he is as squeaky clean as he comes off. So some people okay. are as good as they say. I don't know. I just don't. Well, number one, I don't put faith in politicians in general. That's a rule of thumb for me. I don't know. I, politicians, again, should be viewed with heavy skepticism, just like the police, just like the three-letter agencies, just like the government. Uh, you know, I will never align myself singularly with one politician. I do like what I see coming from Ron DeSantis. Again, the only person I would ever tie myself to would be a Rand Paul run. If Rand Paul said, I'm doing it, bro, I will campaign. I was like, that guy. And the thing with Thomas Massey as well, I've seen them align majority with constitutionally based outcomes. It's like, that's what I want. You know, I don't right. care if Thomas Massey's a farmer out of Kentucky. I love that about him. It's great. But yeah. my thing is, where are you voting? What is your policy? What is your history there? And the other thing that I see is very concerning that I think a lot of people are not thinking about. These elected representatives, this, such as like Anna Paulina Luna, all these people out there, Anna, I forget her the name that Chris brought up, excuse me. Um, I see they tie more in line with whoever's leading the GOP then their actual demographic, their voter base. You're elected to represent that group. That's your constituent. That's your voter base. So when you have the likes of Matt Gates and the Lauren Boberts and things like that out there, which I thought was very impressive, they're going against the GOP system right now and holding the floor hostage in a sense. But it's like more people are saying, even though I'm elected to represent you, my job is to support Donald Trump, which I kind of feel is not how it should be. That, that concerns me. All right. Well, here's here's an answer. You asked some of the things that uh, Anna Luna talked about about her past. Okay, like here's one thing that comes out in 2019. She said she suffered enduring trauma after experiencing a home invasion by her landlord at 4 a.m. while stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base. Had my friend Jeremy not been there to protect me, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be standing here right now. 
But her roommate said that she didn't remember such an incident. Instead, the roommate recalled a daytime break-in when Luna was not at home. Look, I think a lot of people are willing to forgive people about mm. things about their past. And mm. with Trump, definitely. And he won the evangelicals because of Falwell Jr. She's absolutely right. Okay. Of course, he got caught in his own scandal. He liked to watch his wife get plowed by other Met by pool boys, okay? I mean, uh, this is who... used that to blackmail Caldwell Jr. That's how he got the endorsement. They were both... Yeah, he probably did blackmail. I mean, you know, that's the problem. So let me get this straight. He was a religious cuck? I did not. I must have missed this. And look, I don't agree with Billy Corbin on a lot of things, but look, that kind of stuff makes people look horrible. Yeah. He was picking up guys to watch his wife have sex with. And, and Didn't Roger Stone, is, does he have, have a, a background in swinging? Roger Stone? Oh, Roger Stone has a huge background in swinging. That oh my blows gosh. my mind how, he, yeah. here's the thing though, like what you do in your bedroom, I don't care. It's like, I don't care. Right. The government shouldn't be involved. You want to go out there and have sex with 10 people. You're like, I don't care. It's your body. You're, you do what you want to do. But I do find it very funny that these very same people that run on this conservative platform of morals, foundation, yada, 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 Donald Trump has surrounded himself with some very flamboyant characters, like very just interesting because it almost it's like a populist movement there's it's not rooted in conservatism um i was watching this the special that was released on roger stone um and i it kind of went into this thing of like how roger was talking about like you know uh trump is very difficult to deal with yada 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 but it it made me realize there was this gentleman i spoke to i was at this party with some friends of mine little soiree they were holding and uh they know i'm political but i never bring it up because it's just you know you don't interject yourself into a thing like that you don't want to bring up politics or religions well it got brought up and there was this 50 year old gentleman that uh he's in dallas now and he's gay and his partner just died they were married for like 30 years or something like that and really nice dude and he asked me he's like you know are you a republican it's like i'm more independent and he's like well i used to vote republican i was like oh well what pulled you away from it. He's like, well, I did like Donald Trump at first. He's like, but we have a circus show in the GOP right now. He's like, you were electing the types. We're bringing in people like Oz, who's a gun grabber. You're bringing in these George Santos. This is a clear pathological liar. He's like, it has become a circus. And the actual candidates that should be there that could represent us better and more intelligent, they're not getting picked, which was kind of like, I found myself now agreeing with a guy that kind of leans more left. He's like, no, you're 100% right. We bring in these candidates that are not embracing what it means to be constitutionally sound or conservative for that matter. Whether your definition of conservatism is rooted in theology or economics, it's really up to you. But I think he's got a point there. You see this this circus. You see Donald Trump having dinner with the likes of Kanye West, Nick Fuentes, you know, facilitated by Milo Yiannopoulos. Like, it is a clown show. Like, what the hell happened? I remember going and listening to Ben Carson speak. And I'm like, this guy is incredible. Freaking neurosurgeon. Brought himself up from his bootstraps. Lived in the ghetto. Was a victim of actual person. Like, this guy's been through a lot. And it's like, but we're going with this guy. Okay, fair enough. It was interesting to me, but I think there's a lot there. Well, I mean, and just Ali Alexander. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It came out about, you know, him um, and young and young men, young boys. He was another person that was with Alex around Trump. Why are all of these weirdos yeah. around the people leading our party when we're supposed to be the party of values? You know, and he's 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 right about this the people that come into your orbit and I'll, I'll say it on, on, on wanting to know if we can trust our public figures. Cause I get it. You're coming from a more libertarian. No, I don't trust them. I don't trust any of them. Uh, yeah, me neither. And honestly, like, let's say for instance, um, somebody is running for office 
And they got a little ding on their record because they beat somebody up because he tried to um, touch his sister or something like that. And mm. that makes him more electable. And, yeah. and I like him more after that. And there's been guys that I've stuck up for who had some things and some dings on their record. Because let's just be real. Most alpha males do have a ding or two on their record. Okay. Mm. It just kind of goes with the territory. The A lot of beta males are able to look kind of good on paper because they it, it just works out that way. I, I don't They've know exactly why, but when it comes to patterns of lying and being deceptive and not having any remorse for it, and you're finding all these dots that you're connecting, and it comes to that with Trump, there were a lot of red flags um, with him that were able to push aside. And I remember thinking, oh, well, his ex-wives don't ever dish dirt on him. Well, it's probably because if they did, they would lose their settlement. They, <laughs> yeah. he, this guy, Trump, was setting up these, these hush money agreements with people that he slept with so they wouldn't talk dirt on him. I mean, that is sleazy, guys. That is very, very sleazy. And he's shown no indication that he's changed at all. Since well, um, and then doing that, followers is he say, still paying hush money to people who he's sleeping with? Is that still going on today? Well, his, <laughs> his, followers, his followers will say he didn't even sleep with Stormy Daniels. She was just coming after him. <laughs> yeah, so right. he just gave her money <laughs> because that's what rich men do to shut up women. I'm like, then I'm going to go accuse a rich man that's running for office sleeping with me because I can use $165,000 to be quiet, you know? He so slept with her. We all know he slept with all of them. Yes. Trump is a serial adulterer, and he shows no uh, remorse for any of it. And, that's and, his and any Christian that says that that's okay, and I'm going to put that aside and vote for this guy? No, no, no. I might have in the past, not this time. That, that, that does make me wonder in regards to the future of Trump's uh, candidacy. Um, where Melania is right now. A lot of people are asking that very <laughs> same question. Waiting for that money. She's yeah. waiting for that money. Well, that's, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. She's not living with him. She's not on the campaign trail with him. It just feels like, you know, I don't like going into the whole family thing because I feel like it's just, it's a very dirty road to go down, but it does have to be addressed at some point saying, where's your family? Like your family's not here. You know, but I think that and they're instantly going to, yeah. And I think the, the left, or excuse me, the right, the MAGA group. And it, let me just preface this real quick. If you vote Donald Trump, you're not my enemy. Like you're not, if you vote Ron DeSantis, you're not my enemy. I just want to whoever, like if Donald Trump secures the primary, I'll vote for him. I'm sorry. I know, I know we disagree, Chris, and I fully respect your opinion there, but I do feel like I would rather have another four years of Donald Trump than Biden if Biden is the pick. And I don't think he will be, but it goes back to the fact though of, um, Wait, I didn't say that I would vote for Biden over Trump. Okay? No, 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 I no. Said RFK. I would vote, I meant, for, I would vote for Robert F. Kennedy over yeah. Trump. Yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking like if if Biden. I did not why, say I would vote for yeah. Biden over Trump. Let's Excuse just me. Be clear Let me put that. it this way: if it was Trump versus RFK, I'm still going Trump. If it's Trump versus Biden, I'm still going Trump. I didn't mean to put words in your mouth. I, in my mind, I'm thinking RFK. It ain't gonna be Biden. Um, Cause I don't think Biden is going to, the DNC is not going to let him. He's not controllable. This guy, like they are so worried about this guy wandering off the white house lawn, like secret service literally has him holding him by the pocket. Cause he doesn't know where he's at. But I do have to go back to the idea that I, I feel like Chris talked about before. I think Melania is probably getting something set up to the point where like, she's about to leave him. Like she's about to leave him. It's like, yeah. they don't want to deal with this drama anymore. Uh, and you know, and the thing that sucks about this is that 
he did a lot of good. He did a lot of fighting against the fake news MSM, but it seems like there's just been this kind of temperature change to where it's like, you know what? We get that you did a lot, but we're kind of tired of the drama. And then people are going to say, well, you know, they're going to attack the Santas. like, yeah, but the Santas isn't going to make the same decisions and surround himself with, with the same people Donald Trump did, or at least I hope he wouldn't. But I think that's where a lot of the, the issues are right now is like, it just seems like there's all this drama. Trump still hasn't been indicted in Georgia. And they say that's coming here soon. He's indicted in DC, uh, Florida. They're saying Georgia, where else? I think there's one more. He's facing a major legal uphill battle. And they're saying that the uh, DA Bragg at, is it's gone. DC. Yeah, we're I'm still sorry, looking DC, at yeah. DC and Georgia. Those are oncoming, but they're talking about DA Bragg's kind of just disappeared because they say this is this was just a political hit job. But what Marina and people like her are saying, like the charges he's facing in Miami, these are serious. And Chris, remember, serious. You, you talked about how leaving documents out. This is this is where I stand. It's like, yes, it's wrong. I agree it's wrong. You know, coming from a military background, classified documentation, and he did not have the nuke codes. People don't seem to get that. You, as an ex-president, you don't get the nuke codes. That's not how it works. But people also don't seem to understand. It's like, if we're going to attack Trump and prosecute him for this, then that needs to be the rule across the board. And if it's not, then it needs to stop. Well, we see Mike Pence gets forgiven. We see uh, freaking Biden with his documents in his garage, not secure. So it's like, then where is the justice being served blindly to these other people, regardless of which political side? So it leaves most voters in this conundrum of, well, they are prosecuting Donald Trump for doing something actually wrong, but they didn't do it for these other people. Well, then this whole thing is rigged. So it's kind of like, where do you stand on that? And that's my problem with this is we are not dispensing justice fairly. Right. And that was something that Marina talked about. Um, selective prosecution yeah. might be the way that Trump gets off because other people have not been prosecuted for the same thing, except he did not return the documents when asked. And apparently Pence and Biden did. Mm. And he's caught on, you know, on the telephone saying, I have these things I'm not supposed to have when you know, that's not what Biden and Pence did. But I mean, I do think ultimately most of it is political, but I think in this circumstance, they sort of had no choice but to prosecute Trump because they caught him on the telephone saying that he was breaking the law. Chris? He walked into every one of their traps from Russia Gate straight to to January 6th to what is going on today. He got bad advice. He walked right into their traps, okay? You might not want a two-tiered justice system, but it's what we've got now. It didn't happen overnight. It's developed over a long period of time. Obama was uh, politicizing the justice system against the Tea Party with Lois Lerner and that whole thing when they were trying to shut down Tea Party groups and, and unfairly audit them and be all up their butt with the IRS. Mm-hmm. The left has been using the fourth branch of government from the IRS to the DOJ yep. to go after conservatives unfairly while not targeting the lib groups and Democrat groups for a long time. OK, Donald Trump had four years to do something about this. He did yep. nothing. Instead, he showed that he could get easily played by these people, and they well, played him. And he they increased played funding him well. for the FBI. He appointed Ray, who's now a part he of the prosecutor. I know it's just kind of like. Him. 
and people people will sit there. Yeah, to. that's the other part and, I don't get about MAGA conservatives. Like he's gonna train the swamp. It's like he helped enable the swamp. What are you talking about? Like, look, this hurts. is just coming from me. It's just kind of like I get yeah. it. And I, I don't even like I don't even like saying the swamp. It's just political corruption. Let's call it what it is. It's, it's political corruption. But it's just like and yes, your best bet. Your best bet at, at getting this fourth branch of government under control, if you want to see people like Biden, because the Justice Department, they're not going to go after Hunter. They're not going to no. go after Biden for yeah. the Burisma stuff. I agree. They're just not. So don't hold your breath on that. And don't yeah. be standing there with a sign and a bullhorn. Yeah. It's not going to make them go, oh, gee, we better prosecute Biden, too. No, they're not. We have a two-tier justice system. They're going after Trump for legitimate things that he thought he could get away with just because they do it too, okay? Right. Right. Read somebody who understands that, accepts reality for what it is today, and will go in and do something about it so we don't have the two-tier justice system anymore. And Ron DeSantis will do that as president. He will. Well, and the, the crazy thing with Trump is his first term in 2016, he ran on lock her up. That was his thing with Hillary Clinton, lock yeah. her up, lock her up. That's what he told his people. His first day in office, he hadn't even set up his office in the Oval Office yet. And he started saying, oh, we're not going to do that to Hillary. She's a nice lady. Somebody, somebody that's a friend of mine that is a big influencer, but he's an honest person, said the mistake Trump made was uh, not prosecuting Hillary and not pardoning Assange. Mm, yeah, that's the only thing I never understood. Assange or Snowden. It's like yes. you part. This is the other part that gets me. You pardon Bannon. We talk about a clown show. We talk about a circus. Bannon. I, I don't get the appeal of this guy. I just don't. I've me listened either. to this gentleman and I'm sorry. I just hear nothing but bias opinion after bias opinion. There's no centrist points there that you can showcase. You know, this is just rooted in honesty. It's all about Trump or nothing. And he pardons the likes of, uh, uh, of, um, Bannon, who was accused of, you know, embezzling money from the border wall operation. I probably could have that wrong. But the fact was, what the hell are you doing? Like, that was a big issue. And the fact that this is the other thing that a lot of voters don't seem to understand. When these presidents come forward, they're running on this platform of my first day in office. I'm going to write executive order. That's where it should stop. These executive orders don't fix the issue. They Again, they're like Band-Aids no, on sucking chest wounds. They can be easily overturned. That's not a permanent fix. That's a temporary fix. And if a president right. is saying, this is what I'm going to do to fix the problem, you're not going to fix it. You'll fix it for four years. The next president will come in and just mark through it. And the next thing. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where I feel like a lot of people need to go more centrist and say, look, this EO need to start putting, you know, uh, pressure on our representatives. This needs to be voted out. Congress gave it to the executive branch, 75, get rid of it. This circumvents the needs of Congress or the, the, the whole reason Congress is even there is that you've given the executive branch way too much power. We have yes. to have checks and balances, even if it doesn't favor us. That's where we talk about Thomas Massey, you know, going after Anna Paulina's bill is like, even if this doesn't favor us right now, the fact is if it's tyranny by the majority in the house or whatever the case may be, According to the Constitution. So what you're saying is if you agree, if they have the majority, they can impose a fine on any of us based upon what they feel is perjury or lying. They have been a lying group of people for the last, my God, I don't know how long. So it's like you support it, not you in general, but I'm talking about most MAGA people that are going out for Massey. It's like you support it when it favors you. But when it doesn't, then you cry foul. It's like you need to have some consistency in your logic here. And that's why I do respect the hell out of Thomas Massey. Before you finish, we got to wrap this. We're almost at two hours. Let's do some closing thoughts and then where they can find you. Chris, let's start with you, sir. 
Well, John, thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so glad I found you because uh, there's so many of these influencers that we've seen out there that always just rub me wrong. You know, the DC <laughs> Dranos, these yeah. guys, they always just, there was something just a little bit off about them. But because we were kind of fighting the same battle against the lockdowns and stuff, yeah. I kind of, you know, okay, people like him. But at this point, it's time to call people out for where they are, where they stand, what they really are. As DeSantis said, it's not time to be pussyfooting around with these guys. Yeah. And uh, it's great to have met you, John. You as well. And, you know, I just say a word of encouragement to people out there <clears throat> who are being told that you need to shut up, that uh, we need to get behind Trump, uh, that are that all these lies against DeSantis. I... During the lockdowns, I'm known as Reopen Chris on Twitter because from April and on, I fought against any one of these uh, tyrannical mandates uh, that were being imposed by local governments, then the vaccines. And by the way, Ron DeSantis's vaccine grand jury is coming out and they're going that is going to be damning. It's a criminal grand jury. And I think it's the only place in the world it where is. somebody's being held accountable because what they're trying to do right now with the vaccines, they're getting ready for their apology tour. This is what's coming next. Wait, what? Uh, if you notice, they're pulling the vaccines back. Okay. They're not, uh, they're now in England, they're begging them not to make the Pfizer jabs anymore. It's pretty much accepted. I didn't that know that. they caused a great deal of destruction. I think Deion Sanders doesn't have his foot amputated now. That's the uh, same, They caused yeah. a great deal of destruction. The truth of that is coming out, and they're going to try to weasel their way out of it through a, yeah. an apology tour, and they're trying to get away with that without having any consequences if not for Governor Ron DeSantis and this grand jury, which may not give us the the absolute justice that a lot of people are looking for. I know you said you had a family member died. The vaccine killed my grandma. Uh, there's a lot of people that it hurt. Um, it's going to be some justice. Some justice is going to be done because of this. And you can see even Trump, Trump responded to DeSantis when he when I asked him that question. Should Fauci have his assets seized? And he answered, talking about the grand jury. Just a couple hours later, Trump's spokesmouth came out and said, Trump's going to be talking about the fallout from the vaccine soon. Trump's responding to DeSantis. That's not what a guy that's up in the polls yeah. does. So just keep hard and fast to your values. And don't worry about all the noise coming at you. Then you can look at yourself in the mirror at night. That's right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on, John. Chris, where can they find you? You can find me at Reopen Chris on Twitter. Or if you'd like to contribute to my work or follow me, you can go to reopenchris.com. Awesome. Mindy, final thoughts. Hey, um, thanks again for having me, John. I Absolutely. completely agree. Um, don't lose faith. They're trying to create this air of inevitability around Trump. Don't buy it. There's a lot of uh, ground game left to run. So just keep the faith. Um, you can find me at um, on Twitter at just underscore Mindy. And you can find me at Twitchy. I'm a, a freelance writer for Twitchy. You can find me there at Just Mindy and find all my articles. Certainly appreciate your support. 
Absolutely. It was great having you two on. Thank you for all the work you're doing out there, bringing light to lies and mistruths. And it's, I love getting to watch y'all's content and especially the interactions, the comments, because good Lord, you pull in the entertainment, you pull in the clowns because it's just, you say some hard hitting truths and people are going to attack you for everything from your looks to how you hold you. It's, it's, but I'm glad to see people out there at least fighting for what they believe is true versus people that are paid to be mouthpaces that actually don't believe what they promote. So thank you both for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you. Thanks, Thank you. Mindy. You're beautiful inside and out, Mindy. Thank you, Chris. And I love everything you do. Thank you. I'll see Bye, you two guys. later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that ends it for the All-American Savage Show podcast today. Appreciate you tuning in. Do me a favor. Share the show. Share the episode. We enjoyed having these two guests on today. Again, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. And also, don't forget our sister company, 1920brand.com. Are you looking for some great tasting cocktail mix for your old fashioned, you big whiskey connoisseur? We've got you covered. We've got you covered. You guys can go check us out at 1920brand.com for the old-fashioned drink mix. We have bar mats, engraved glasses. Great, great brand made right here in Texas. 100%, 100% made all in America. So until next time, thanks for tuning in, and you stay savage, America.